Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw of Faith podcast, the only podcast to survive what I presume was the rapture. Um, yeah, I think everybody else died in that. I think I, – I, are we even – I don't even think we're uh, – we weren't broadcasting to anybody to begin with. So technically our audience base is is remarkably uh, stable after the rapture. Yes. Yes. A lot of a lot of a lot of the podcasts they got nobody listening now. I mean they, they we are we are most improved I guess by staying the same. We we have a lot of heathens and uh, not not a lot of kids under the age of accountability. Plus they don't listen anyway. So I mean it's true. Going right. from zero to zero, we are we are staying the course. That is correct, uh, sir. That sounds like a virtue. And uh, if you want to avoid uh, getting uh, you know like retroactively raptured you you might want to keep a uh keep a lid yeah, on that keep then i can't make then i can't make money off pet sitting while people are raptured yep that's nope. that's that's a money-making venture right there and of course i don't know if you guys heard what the uh the excuse was that uh, dude gave you know he was 100 percent certain that this was going to be the date um Something spiritual and invisible happened, and uh, the world is going to explode on October twenty-first. Sure, why not? Here's the thing, because I, I was I was reading something that said, you know, he got his math wrong. That's what he said. It's like, oh, I, I got my math wrong. Uh, it's my fault. Which which great for copying to it, but that's also pretty much the excuse that every single person who has ever lived to see their prediction of the end of the world take place. They say, oh, no, silly me. My math was wrong. Obviously, it's going to be this other date in the future. Here's my book. Uh, maybe you should purchase it so you know what to do before it, before the rapture gets here. And then when October 21st comes and goes, they're like, oh, my math was wrong again, but I've written a new book, and it is only 1995. Yes. Incidentally, uh, that's when the rapture happened. It was 1995. <laughs> We just didn't realize it happened. Supposed to happen in '88. How Lindsay was writing books forever. You had Jack Imp. MP. We were so caught up in 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 Clinton that we <laughs> caught up like in the rapture. Ah, uh, see what I did there, Un- unintentionally. Oh, uh, I love you all. I love you too. Speaking yeah. of folks who are no longer with us, uh, we, we mourn the passing of uh, one of the great figures of our childhood, Macho Man Randy Savage. Hell yes. I, I will not even joke about this. I loved that man. <laughs> he was awesome. And, and the worst part about it, because I was actually – I found out I was on lunch at work on a on a Friday when I found out that it had happened. No, no, no. This is not going to be like Kennedy getting shot. You, you're this, not going to remember ruined, where you were. It, it ruined the rest of my day. But no, here's what makes it really memorable. The next day, the very next day, I had to be at McMinn's graduation. And what do they play at every graduation? Pomp and circumstance. Yes. They, and, and I'm like, oh, Macho Man will not be entering. <laughs> he entered... To pop and circumstance. Yes, that was his interest. The graduation thing. march. Yes. So, which character entered to the wedding march? And uh, you know, that was I don't know. <laughs> uh, I got, yeah, I got <laughs> one of these new wrestlers that isn't very good. I the manager will be uh, walking the wrestler down the aisle, giving him away to uh, get the ever living crap kicked out of him today. But that I, I'm just I'm just gonna miss him so much. And he, uh, one of my favorite uh, walk-ons on King of the Hill, 
just because, oh, I know that voice. Yep. He he did have a walk on on King of the Hill. You know, the, the worst part about it was everybody kept talking about it the day they died, and I kept wanting to go, ooh, yeah, but, you know, that's completely inappropriate. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think it is. I, I think for him it is not. And what's cool is I immediately looked it up when I got uh, when I got back and started. And the the first news article I found it was off. I don't know if it was CNN or Fox. It was Fox News actually because I knew that that site wasn't blocked at work. Um, <laughs> but CNN is not. Blocked. It's not. It's not either. But the first link that came up with well, okay. the first link that came up that I knew wasn't blocked because there was like there was um, the Guardian and some other news outlets and i was like i don't think those are blocked but i know fox news isn't did they um, claim that george soros killed him no but they had tweets <laughs> they had tweets from guys that knew macho man that's and awesome. and the weirdest one was kevin nash and if i remember correctly it was like um if something like if uh if oh, something like saint peter if you're up there wondering who the uh, the cat in the ugly uh cowboy hat is that's macho man that, wow. and that was much and oh, I'm gonna miss that dude so much. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. Oh. Sad Damn face. It. Anyway, um, we we don't talk about literature uh, nearly enough on this show, so I'm gonna culture us up a little bit. I don't even know how to read. Oh well. That explains why our articles never did so great. Um, anyway. I can type. You just That's go in there and words. type comments. It's weird that you can type, but you can't read. Well, I'm not saying that I'm typing anything that's legible, but the whole 100 monkeys or whatever it is, typing for 100 years or thousands. or You know, I didn't read it, so I don't know what it said. If uh, if a thousand monkeys type for a thousand years on a thousand typewriters, you get the work of Shakespeare. If five crack-addled mon- monkeys uh, sit around in a room with a uh, broken pencil and a couple of sheets of paper, you get Twilight. Ooh, no, he didn't. Shoot, damn. Shoot, I damn. I, I, did, I said that a couple of days ago, so uh thought I'd throw that out there. It is true, though. It is true. Anyway, I have been reading uh, The Anguish of Surrender by Ulrich Strauss. Uh, if you listened to the uh, Voices for Japan episode we had with Jessica a few weeks ago, uh, you'll uh, likely remember me talking about that book and mentioning it. It's an incredible book. Uh, I recommend anybody go to Amazon or if you've got the uh, Borders Rewards, you, you know, you get like 40% off every week, you know, do that. Do that online because. It's it's worth the price of admission. It really is. What's it uh, What's it about? It is about uh, Japanese POWs uh, who were captured during World War II and having to deal with the fact that they were prisoners of war, which was something that they were never prepared for because the edict was to win or die gloriously in battle serving Japan. And when they found themselves through you know various incidents uh, captured. Uh, they they had to deal with the shame of being captured and then the reality of going back to Japan years later uh, to a country that, you know, when they left did not want them to come back alive if they weren't victorious. So hmm. wow. it, It's really fascinating because uh, in the preface he talks about how when he was 
telling people about the book he was writing, they they assumed that he meant American POWs who were you know held by the Japanese, and it seemed like the the concept of a Japanese soldier being held you know in, in a prisoner of war camp by the Americans just didn't make sense in their mind. They had a, a hard time wrapping their head around it. So hmm. uh, it, it also goes into a little bit about you know how they established uh, that sort of mindset of of how it was inexcusable to be taken captive and and mm-hmm. the other interesting things in the book. I I haven't read all the way through it yet. Um, I'm a few chapters in at this point uh, simply because. Uh, started a new job recently and been busy with that, but uh, I- I'm still uh, reading it, and it's it's just absolutely fascinating. Hmm. Cool. I have to check that one out. So uh, give a hoot. Read a book. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, on a related subject, uh, we are. What I am calling unofficially done with Voices for Japan, at least for now. Um, we don't have anyone, you know, lined up. We don't have, you know, we're not in talks with anyone, and I'm not actively seeking out more people to interview right now. We'll probably do something again uh, within a few months from now, but, you know, for right now. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on, so. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, we're going to be at Hamicon, uh, probably the the time that this post will probably be heading back from Hamicon. Hopefully we'll have some stuff uh, from Hamicon to, to share with you guys and uh, you know we're, we're probably going to take a little bit of a break uh, maybe do some regular interviews. I've got some folks that I'm, I'm looking at, uh, at talking to once we get back from Hamicon but we'll just see how that goes. Yeah, we, yeah. We've talked about doing another game night uh, style thing although that, that'll probably be a video in Part, I imagine, yes. maybe a podcast to go along with it. Um, trying to think what else. I know we've talked about the, there are probably some uh, good movie related um, podcasts we could do. I know we've talked about it in the past, and then you know, Voices for Japan and things like that came up. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. one thing I really want—I'm not afraid to go ahead and say it on if we do another, you know, movie style podcast, the one I really want to do it on is "There Will Be Blood" because there is so much unintentional humor in that movie. It's just... you've been wanting to do that one for a while. Yeah, it's so good though. It's so good. Well, we it's, need to. It's it's not only a good movie, but it's for us, it's the perfect movie to talk about because there's so much uh, unintentional humor there to talk about. That it, you know, it's great. Although it's all been internet memes now. You know, the whole. Uh, bastard from a basket and i drink your milkshake but yeah but at least you can we can kind of see how that happened i I suspect it'll end up being like karate kid where we'll actually have like at least half the discussion will actually be like interesting and probably deeper than most people are are wanting and just completely off in left field right well true enough um one thing that just came over the wire a few minutes ago that that we should mention is uh, the wire is Twitter. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I actually signed up for uh, press. Oh yeah, so forgot about that. Um, from the from the Associated Press, this just in. Yeah, uh, Adult Swim is going to start showing uh, Do Ra 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 in June, and it seems like you know 
it is full of uh, voices that are Chainsaw Buffet alumni, but the more interviews we do, you know, <laughs> the less meaning that has. But it's got uh, Yuri Lowenthal and Crispin Freeman and Kali Bear and Spike Spencer in it, among others, I'm sure. But uh, so what's, what's the deal with that show? What's what's it about? Um, I don't know because I have not watched. It's on Hulu. You can watch the the subversion if you prefer. Uh, I haven't. But we've been down this road a hundred times. Um, but anyway, uh, about the motorcyclist. That's about as far as I can get with it. Um, but I, I haven't watched it at all. And it's one of those shows where it's been talked about, and you know I've heard good things said about it. But I, when there's a show that I'm interested in for whatever reason. And people are saying good things about it. I want to stay away from knowing anything about it. So are you actually interested in it, or are you just curious about I'm extremely interested in the show, so I have actively avoided reading about it. Okay. Hmm. Um, Because I I read just enough to be interested in it, and doing all the interviews with with the various cast members, you know, has has also made me interested in it. Okay. So at that point... Uh, be, because uh, Yuri and I had a, a short conversation about it um, at MTech. so at this point, I don't want to. I don't want to know anything about it. I just want to go in and watch it because that's those are the shows that I tend to that tend to stick with me the best are the ones that I didn't know anything about it going into them. Yeah, gotcha. No, I'll agree that shows I've liked are like that. I'm a little hesitant. I. I... I'll watch it because I, I tend to watch shows on Adult Swim anyway. I don't, I don't think it's a fighting anime, Dylan. Um, okay. Go ahead and, and, and throw that out there. From what I do know of it, and I could be totally off base, but I don't think it's a fighting anime. Oh, yeah. I mean, not necessarily that, although Bleach and Kate Kakashi. Not Kakashi. Kakashi. <laughs> Kakashi. Okay. I keep wanting to say Kakashi, but that's. But that's a serial. Okay. No, that's a. Naruto yes. character no, I, and I also a cereal. There you go. He's got iron fiber. It's got six or seven whole grains in him. He's like half plant or something. All right, this is from the the press release uh, about Durarara, a pitch black headless motorcyclist who roams the city. High tension, uh, high tension suspense and action are taking over Ikebukuro, Tokyo. Durarara, the animated series, uh, is based on the hit self titled novel by Ryogo Narita. Uh, this series has shocked readers and the light novel industry with its unique characters and out-of-this-world story. Ikebukuro Tokyo takes center stage where various young people have gathered, each with their own expectations. A high school student who longs for an unordinary life. The strongest man in Ikebukuro, an information broker. An underground doctor, a stalker, a headless writer. Uh, headless is in quotation marks. Uh, and many others. Uh, both cause and get caught up in trouble. This is a story with a tangle of super extraordinary characters, one where no one can predict what will happen next. Uh, so that doesn't tell us shit. No, not yeah. really. There's motorcycles so, in a city in its and modern day. When are they going to start running it? Uh, June. Okay. Man, there's a lot of stuff going to start in June, because doesn't Burn Notice start back up in June, too? I believe you're correct, sir. Looking forward to that. Hells yes. I would love to watch Durarara, except for the fact that it'll probably be on at 3 o'clock in the morning. DVR, bitches. Surely to goodness not. Like, well... Really? Really? Of course they're running... Dylan, really? Really? Well, I was going to really? say... Really? 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 It just hit me really? that they've got to run, really? like, the three episodes of Bleach they play every night, and also uh, Kikaishi. Here, here's and here's what I say. Else. 
Um, I think Kikaishi is coming up towards the end. Maybe they'll they'll boot that back a couple hours and show reruns and put Durarara at twelve. Yeah, it seems like. Well, no. Here's the thing: if it depends on whether or not Durara is interesting. If it's interesting, they will put it on after all the fighting animes. If it's not particularly <laughs> interesting but popular, they'll put it on at the beginning. True. We are old. I remember Kogias coming on at like two thirty in the fucking morning, and that was its first airing. Fuck you, Adult Swim. Wait, remember when they switched Morabito's schedule to where it came on at like five in the morning? Yeah, we're gonna run new episodes at five in the morning. I don't know why nobody watches anime. It's because we put it on at you know twelve in the goddamn night on Saturday night, where you're either out drunk or asleep. And I know, and I know, uh, and I know this is a. I mean, it's we've we've talked it to death, resurrected it, and then talked it to death again, but. The whole, you know, Adult Swim saying, well, anime has our worst ratings. And then you get to the point where, well, maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's got bad ratings, so we're going to put it on as late as possible. So it can really never have good ratings. Yes. Um, well, it's... Again, no, like I'm saying, I, 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 we've, we've talked that to death, so. Uh, my, my, uh, counter to, my counter to that argument is and always will be the fact that Full Metal Alchemist pulled nearly a million viewers during its original run. Yeah, that's true. But that was... And that, Subbers. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Kill really? Them, kill them all and let God sort them I'm, out. I would, I would guess so. I don't know. Like, I don't... I See, I don't know. I don't... I wonder how much... At, at, to some extent, at this point... I mean, I think fan subbers have, have done a decent amount of damage. But... It's I don't like, think that's the only you know, thing. If, I think that's just one I, thing. I, I think... I think the issue with that is okay. The people that are going to watch fan subs are going to be one of two people. More, more, more likely than not. There, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a, a number of different reasons, but there's going to be one of two types of people: the people that just love the freaking show, just yeah. love the hell out of it, or the people that only watch subs. Yeah. And here's the thing: once Adult Swim starts showing it, Type A, the ones that absolutely love the show, are going to probably watch it anyway. Type two, we're never going to watch it in the first place. Yeah, I, because I wasn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't sully themselves with dubs. I, I wasn't saying it's the whole problem. I think I think there's so many factors that I'm sure they are shooting themselves in the foot by putting it on late at night. But the you know like the potential audience may not be there even if they put it on earlier. Well, it's one of those things where if you're really interested in a show. And Adult Swim's the first free place to watch it. You're gonna go watch it there because it's free. Yeah. But since people are already putting it up online illegally, um, now now there's there's a legal stream of of Durarara. I already said you know you can watch it on Hulu. But you know that's what I'm saying. That that kills your ratings because that curiosity that curiosity factor, which gets you a lot of people, you know, at the beginning. And then it tapers off to the people that actually like the show. That's gone. I yeah. kind of have the reverse curiosity factor. If I see a bunch of people, like, back when I, I checked the uh, Something Awful forums more than I did, like, if there, if, if I saw the name of an anime in their anime uh, uh, section, I was just like, I don't know about this. Because they gave us, like, Bleach and, you know, uh, Black Butler and stuff like that. I remember seeing the names over and over, and I was like, yeah. 
Well, they're not necessarily terrible shows. The, I mean, you, no. It depends on what you go in expecting. I mean, if you're expecting some deep, nuanced story with, say, Bleach, uh, you know, that may be your fault. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm just like, I tend to not like the things that the uh, people who are like super um, up on what's coming out of Japan like. I don't think so. I'm I'm hesitant whenever I hear a the name of a show that I have heard before. Well, I guess in the end you have to look at the reasons people are excited about it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, this is why I really miss having New Type because New Type did did something that I like very very well. It told me about a show in a way that was completely devoid of any opinion because they would have you know like those four six page spreads. Where it would tell you a little bit about, you know, the company that's making it. It would have, you know, usually like two to four pages telling you a little bit about the characters and tell you a little bit about the show and the setting. You would kind of have the whole art and design sort of section where, like, here's, you know, these, you know, just like a bunch of different, you know, yeah. concept art. Of well, characters. and it, it would do it while these shows were still in production. Yeah. Um, so. It was one of those things where it's like, okay, I hope that gets licensed and brought over here. And, you know, uh, I was really excited for shows like Fate Stay Night and stuff that, you know, I didn't know whether or not we get it or not. And then when it came over here, I started collecting it. So, yeah. Well, mm. the, issue run in, the issue we've run into is that the internet killed print. Yeah. And here's the thing I don't want, unless the, the internet is willing to replicate that experience where, you can tell me about a show completely devoid of opinion. Uh, I don't want my information from the internet because that's all it is is somebody else's opinion, which means shit to me. I, I, like, I don't do anything based off of other people's opinions. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, that's, maybe there's, there's a vacuum there if nobody's – hey, if anybody knows of a, of a site that has filled that vacuum, let us know. Please do. Cause at whatever our email address is. At- I guess at chainsofthefay.com. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, I would be interested to see that myself. But I mean, the, issue, the problem is, and this, and this, I mean, a lot of magazines have hung on, and a lot of because I mean, you can go to, to to Borders or wherever, and they've got you know a huge magazine section. And I think more often than not, the issue has to do with it, how young your your general readership is. Meaning, are they how computer savvy are they? So yeah. if so, when you're dealing with you know, anime, but not just anime. I mean, look what happened to most, if not all, of Wizard Entertainment's periodical titles. Um, any 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 readership that is that has grown up on computers or grew up at a time when when they could become computer savvy and and do and get most of their stuff from the internet, that's where they're going to go um, for for a number of different reasons. So those those magazines, you at this point, I'm not sure you could have. A really, it would be very difficult to have a very successful anime print magazine. You oh, can yeah, do it online, fine, but <clears throat> the costs I, are just too high to get into. Yeah, it. yeah, and even I don't know, and it would be hard to do. I don't know. Could you do a subscription service? Could you actually do a a a a, a, a an anime website as a and and do it like a magazine? I mean, like like New Type was in that sort of style, that sort of character and do have like a paywall up 
where you have yeah. to have an account. You, I mean, could you? That's... No, not not <laughs> without having something else. Like, um, a good example would be, um, say, if you were to take a Hulu type service, where or or uh, the Anime Network, I think, does this as well, where you pay. You know, and you can watch all these shows online, you know, sometimes yeah. in HD and whatever. You would have to have something like that in front of it because no one's going to pay just for the information. Now, here's a question. Could you do – whether or not you have the – let's um, take out the ID, the, the – could you do it that way or could you actually do sort of like – do the subscription service, but instead of streaming stuff, could you actually send out physical discs? Uh, like a new type, because then they they came with sampler discs, did they not? They did. Yeah, uh, you could, but it would be prohibitively more expensive to do it that way. Oh, definitely. No, I, I agree with you there. I um, guess the streaming's probably the easiest way to do it, but some people still like having the physical discs. I yeah, and I'm one of those people, but it would be a lot easier to you know just to do the streaming. It would yeah. allow you to make. It would allow you to survive, basically. Um, I don't know. I I really kind of think you'd have to come up with with a totally new. I hate to use the word, but I think paradigm. I mean, you'd have to come up with something, yes. some kind of service, some kind of thing, because for the most part, streaming stuff isn't going to get you anywhere. I don't know, because there's Hulu, and there's a lot of free stuff if you're willing to do fan subs and stuff like that. And then, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you would do unless you had – unless you were able to network and, and where you were on the inside of a ton of different studios and you could get real first looks like if you became if 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 you became the 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 anime periodical record basically you would you would have to basically be ahead of Japan not just ahead of the US and that's exactly. kind of a problem that, I, that I don't know be- on the flip side though it's not I don't know how well something like New Type would survive anyway, considering the way the industry has gone. You know, back in the day, back in the day, um, you know, oh, people, people were, you know, companies like ADV were just buying up tons of different shows. Well, they could. The yeah, they could. <laughs> and, and they were doing them in, like, they do a series in, in six discs and you might pay $20 for the first disc. Um, um, <clears throat> arguably the box pricing is better overall than that, but it was the type of thing that you would go out, you know, figure out a genre you liked, read up a little bit about it and um, drop $20. And, and you get a good idea of, of whether you want to, you know, wait for the box set. Basically. See, I, I think Funimation's got it correct. They will yes. put episodes of of the show, you know, like one or two to, to give you a taste. And then if you like it, you buy the whole set. Because I, I hated buying it in discs, and I hated waiting for the yeah. next disc to come out. Or oh, for yeah, the I'm, I'm not saying, two years I'm not saying later. That's, that's perfect, but honestly, like... And you I were like, going to wait until the series box came out anyway, like the Slim Pack or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I like skimming through New Type, but I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't read, like... I would rather spend the time reading about anime, actually watching anime. Flip side of that too is I don't think there's as much content considering that we have a f- smaller number of monolithic shows like, you know, Bleach or whatever, as opposed to, you know, there's a wide array of 26 episodes. Now that may be different. I haven't kept See, track of what Funimation is releasing. So 
I I am still doing that. I am on the opposite of the spectrum because rather than sitting there and investing, because you need probably about you know four episodes or more to figure out. Okay, where's the show going? Is this going somewhere that that I'm interested in? Yeah, and uh, I'd rather just read a little bit about the characters and get a feel for the artwork and a little bit of story synopsis. And then decide, okay, I'm willing to invest the time into the show as opposed to sitting there and just, you know, ham-fistedly picking show after show and just not no, no, no. I, I, in any one of them. I agree it has to come down to, like, the art and the, the description. I just, you know, I'll, I could do with a couple of paragraphs as opposed I'll, to, like, a six-page spread. Oddly enough, I don't – I think for the most part, none of that ever did anything for me. It had more to do I, – I watched what somebody I knew had recommended. Like it was, I could read reviews or see the art, and it was very, very seldom that any of that ever moved me to actually watch a show. Usually, it was somebody saying, "Hey, this is a really good show. You should check it out." That's that's impossible for me, and, and everybody's different. But I, you know, s- somebody can recommend a show, and um, you know, I'll go out and check it out. I'm not saying that that I don't do that. What I am saying though is that. Nine times out of ten, I already know if I'm go- if I'm going to listen to you based on the shows you recommended to me in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's like if if uh, I, I'm I'm going to use him as an example, um, just just because, and and I think everyone will get where I'm coming from. Um, say say if someone you know liked a lot of Shonen Jump shows. Okay, like One Piece and Naruto and Bleach, and they said, "Okay, you know, you should you should really watch Show X." Now, unless this person knows me really, really well, I'm not inclined to to listen to them because you know, I, yeah. for for whatever reason, and this still boggles me. I liked Kenshin, I liked Yu Yu Hakusho, and mm-hmm. I liked um, Dragon Ball Z, not as much as the other two. Um, and any fighting anime after that, I I don't generally care for. Yeah. So it's like you know you, you're gonna recommend another you know 500 episode show. You're gonna re- uh, recommend you know Case Closed or uh, you know uh, Inuyasha or some crap like that to me. I'm not gonna be into it because I I like for the story to go somewhere. I only have so many so much time on this earth. Well, if I if I if I am friends with a person, if I if I respect or appreciate a person, anything they recommend, I will probably at least give it a try. Um, Grant, I mean, even if it's something like because even with shows like Bleach or for me Dragon Ball Z, the fighting ones, I can watch just about any anime, and I will. I've watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z. I've watched a decent amount of Bleach and Naruto. It'll get to a point where I will taper off. Because with all of those shows, it did. Because there will come a point where I'm like, you know, the story's not doing it. Maybe, maybe at first the story was interesting, or it's always been visually interesting, and I'll just and I'll just stop after a while. Yeah. But I, I, I'll, I'll, anything, John. Anything that you recommend, I will. I will pretty well give it a, a shot to. And is and. But God help me! I hated Dokura Chan. Right. It, um, <laughs> it was one of those shows that. I don't know. It, it was funny at the time that I watched it, and it's one of those. It's one of those shows that, um, like the the more anime you watch, then the longer you're around it, the less unique it becomes. 
because that's true to a point. A, it's it's like I understand why a lot of people don't like Evangelion because it's one of those things that the more anime you watch, the more people have borrowed from it over the years, and the less unique it becomes if you've watched the shows that came after it. Yeah, you have to appreciate that it did it first. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where certain certain animes are tied to a time and place. And, and and if you are not aware of where that time and place was and and in that mindset, you're not going to appreciate it. Yeah. True. Or not to, not to its full extent, anyway. I don't really... Uh, I don't go for recommendations as much, um, but that's usually because I, I kind of have an idea what I'm going to watch and what I'm not going to watch, like what I'm probably going to get into. And it's kind of like – I did this with, with Firefly and Battlestar Galactica both because uh, I know Chad was all about like, no, really, you need to watch this. Let's sit down and watch this. I'm like, no, just like give me time, and if, if I get into it, I'll get into it. But, uh, you know, I don't want the pressure of like – because I have a hard time if I stall out on a show or a book or something of just like setting it down and walking away and not feeling like I need to finish it. So I don't know. I'll, I'll listen to recommendations, but I won't necessarily uh, like. You know, I'll kind of bring my own opinions to bear on them. Yeah. First, Charlie, I agree with you on like uh, Bleach and Naruto and, and shows like that. I I watched quite a bit of of both those shows when they first came out, but there is just a point where I'm like. Yeah, you're you're really you're not you're not gonna do anything, are you? You're not gonna do and, a fucking thing. And honest, and o- oddly enough, it tends to happen about the time they hit filler. Yep, with, with well. both shows, because at least I don't know, and I, and I don't know if it's because the in some respect, I know I, oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. When you hit filler, like even if even if the story really hasn't progressed all that much, when you get to filler, you know the story can't possibly progress. Because these guys are the people that produce the filler are not going to be able to do any meaningful changes to any characters because they have to basically at the end of filler your characters need to end up basically where they started off before it began. Yeah, and that's yes. where I seriously drop off on all fighting animes. It's when they hit filler. Yeah, you know, you, you know that there's not going to be any character development. There's not going to be. Any deaths or anything that aren't people that weren't introduced twenty minutes ago that you have yeah. no attachment to. Exactly, exactly. All the characters that die will have been introduced during filler. You won't have a time. You really won't have time unless it's like Naruto filler and it's five thousand episodes to get any kind of feel for the character. But generally, because it's filler, they haven't been well characterized anyway. I, I don't know. Like I, I think there's also an issue with when you get to that point in a show, they have gotten. Like usually the show starts out and it's introducing you to this new world. And usually by the time they hit filler, they're like neck deep in their own mythology to the point that like going back and watching um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, it's it's just bizarre because they get into so I almost want to call it power creep, although that's more of like a gaming term. It like it gets so bizarre and so out there so fast whereas the first one was like gradually revealing chunks of you know whatever mystery is going on in the world it did seem a bit better paced um 
and it's one of those things where there are a lot of things I like about Brotherhood, but at the same time, maybe it, maybe it's one of those I've been there and I've done that already. Um, yeah. And I and I didn't read the manga. I watched the anime first. Um, I could see how people would want to go back and and see something truer to the manga if that's where they first experienced it. Definitely. I, I don't, I'm not. It, it's not necessarily an FMA thing because I'm using that example because it's it's 52 episodes. Um, all right. But something like Bleach or Naruto, once you get so far in, like, there's no connection. I know this sounds absolutely stupid to say about a fantasy show, but, like, there's no connection to reality. Um, well, I kind of I, know I, what you mean because yeah, Bleach, I think it's kind of see it. Bleach is at this point where it really is like, okay, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like they they're not even doing anything that anyone will ever do in the history of mankind for any reason. Yeah. I I guess a good example of, you know, all all shows kind of start out like this. Like I I just recently got Netflix because you know, I've been watching it on the Xbox and and I you know, gone through and like added a bunch of shows to my queue and I ended up like watching the first episode of Torchwood and I got into Eureka and and stuff oh, like that. What do you think of Torchwood? <laughs> Eh, I was so not. It's a decent series. It, it was, it was okay. Like That's... I ended up, I ended up hitting a bunch of first episodes. Like I watched Stargate Universe, which just yeah. felt like BSG. Like I, I was just like, I could have modern day culture with just sci-fi bolted on, or I could go back and watch BSG and have you know this whole like weird mythology and you know alternate history you know sort of thing going on. I, um, I really wish I could talk you into watching Doctor Who. If I can get, if you can watch Torchwood, I, I really wish I could. I'd talk. have to figure out where to where to I mean, start. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I get your, I, I get the, the 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 issue you would have with watching it. But what what I noticed, what was funny, I watched like Eureka and Torchwood back to back, and they both have like they have the point of view character that is completely outside of this weird world, and then they bring them in somehow. And they come up with some excuse to get them to stay. And, like, yeah. you know, that's how every anime starts. But once you get 200 episodes in, you're like, I have seen all kinds of crazy crap. You know, you know, the you only, can tell me whatever and I will accept it. I'm trying to remember the name of it. The only thing you, if you, if you, if you can get in a few episodes into Torchwood just to get a feel for the characters, because I've only seen yeah. at best, you know, 10 episodes. Um, then you just need to watch how they ended it. The I think it was Torchwood Children of Earth. If you can watch nothing else, just get get a, get an idea for the characters and then and then watch that. I'm probably gonna finish off Eureka and then like go back and and start something else. Yeah, um, but it's just sad because I'll go through the queue and like, ooh, I've heard about that show. I want to watch the first episode of it. And a lot of them have been kind of eh about, but. Mm. Again, like those shows run into the same problem that after a while there's no long it's no longer novel. The point of view character that serves as the the link between, you know, this fantastic world and the audience has seen like everything. Nothing surprises them and Yeah, and then you gotta you gotta have another way to, to grab the viewer, I guess. You have to come up with something even crazier and more powerful. Or you just have to be a really good storyteller at that point. That's true. Um, quick non sequitur. Have we talked about Summer Wars on the podcast at all, Dylan? 
I do not think we did. Okay, because you showed that to me and Jen uh, a few weeks ago. It's been a while now since we watched it. But I just want to go ahead and throw this out there. Uh, Summer Wars is War Games meets um, Soul Food. Yes. Interesting. Because it it is about a computer virus that takes over uh, some sort of amalgam of MySpace, Facebook, and everything on the internet, basically. It, this is happening the week of the PSN hack, actually. Because, oh, yeah. Because during, so crazy. During the first five minutes, there's this exposition of, of what the, the giant uh, computer network is called and uh, you know how people use it every day for games and business and you know everything. Hmm. Um, and they also said it had the most advanced, uh, you know, security system on earth, and that's why you could use it for everything, and everybody used it all the time. And uh, I said, uh, you know, I, I said something the effect of, uh, you know, uh, brought to you by Sony, and uh, then immediately after I said that, it got hacked. Yeah, think about like. You know, think about how screwed you would be if there was one service provider for everything and it got hacked. Like, if you think you're screwed with PSN now? Game over. Wait, wait until yeah. wait until Apple uh, takes over everything. That's or, that's what Summer Wars is. It's it's the world where Apple has taken over. Or Facebook. What, what's funny is Apple I book. Eventually, eventually Facebook will be your login for everything. It'll be it'll be Steve book. Oh, uh, because it's Apple. Uh-huh. I don't know. It, um, I actually watched Summer Wars after listening to the podcast, the, the uh, Awesome Cast episode where they talk about it. Yeah. And I was actually like, it really sold me on it because, you know, there, there's this, you know, they go out into the countryside to, to visit with this family. So you've got that, you know, sort of style of animation and you've got this really weird you know computer avatar sort of thing going on and like no no, my f- no they don't just go out to the countryside uh she brings one of her friends along to be her fake fiance right i wasn't gonna go that far into it i, I was just talking about the style like i really liked the fact that they didn't I, my fear was that they were gonna you know do all the crazy inside the computer stuff yeah and they really didn't um, you know, the characters were pretty down to earth as opposed to this wacky sort of, you know, Matrix style thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really liked the movie except for the one part that, uh, you know, and, and this, this is my hang up and, and you guys know me well enough to know why this is my hang up. But basically there's part of the movie where it says, you know, your your family is your family, and no matter how badly they uh, they piss you off, you should always love them. You know, it doesn't matter how much you're abused, neglected, or molested, uh, you should always love your family. And th- and that's that's the message that Summer Wars brings to me. And I say, fuck you, Summer Wars. Yeah, you know, so, Summer, Summer Wars uh, clearly did not have a drunk uncle, uncle Ted, nor were they molested. Uh, I, uh, that's no. or in Japan, maybe they were. And, uh, and and they said that's okay. That's yeah. okay. That's expected. That um, every day. They they they're just doing that because they love you. They th- they think you're nice, honey. It's it's fine. I think you got a fine ass. I don't know. At least they weren't. Uh, you know, they could always do what my family did when there were squabbles between uh, you know different parts of the extended family. Just stop talking to each other for years at a time. <laughs> Works. No. Um. It was well. Well, they had that guy, but he was he was the bad guy. 
kind of. Oh yeah, that's right. I actually, I liked I, I kind of took the other side with that. I I actually enjoyed that part of, um, of the the movie. I mean, it, it it was cheesy. Like that is, to a certain extent, you know, it, it's it's over uh, over sen- overly sentimental. Yes. You know? Yes. But. There were just thinking back to it, what little I remember, because it's it's been like a month since I watched it. There were scenes where it was very real, like you could totally see that happening at a family get together. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm not saying that the movie itself wasn't good and that it didn't do do good things with the characters. It yeah. was just that particular thing where it's like, oh yeah, no matter you know, and, and yeah. again, that's just my hang up. Well, no, I mean. Very rarely do things actually work out like that, but I mean, you know, um, what the hell, Japan? I, I, I really know. did think that that anime was written by Tyler Perry. I'm just Everything saying. else is. Yep. Everything else is. Anyway, yeah. I, Seriously, guy, take a vacation. Yes, we probably don't need to go too much farther into that. I don't, I don't have much else to say. Um, we do we do need to bring up a couple of things. Uh, one is that you can now buy the Manpower's new record, and you should not just because uh, we're mentioned in the album cover, but uh, also because it's awesome. I, I really do like their new CD. Album. Yes. It is a good album, um, and and it has uh, the rearranged version of our theme song, the Chan, which we've been using. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, another uh, band that we've interviewed in the past, uh, Notorious MSG, has their first uh, full-length album out uh, now as well. So you can go and pick that up on, uh, I believe, both iTunes and Amazon. So buy it on Amazon. Yep. Cool. Um, I actually bought the CD because I didn't see the Amazon link. Like, they had the pre-order up. Yeah. It's pretty good. Not a, not a huge rap guy. I'll listen to, like, uh, you know... Nerdcore and stuff like that, but uh, they they are something else entirely, and they they are something else entirely. God th- God bless them for it. Don't know what they are, but they are it. It is performance art. Yes, it is. That's it is not music. It is performance it. art. Well, no. Now you're talking about P. Lander Z. <laughs> P. Lander Z is yeah okay. Yeah, that's that's that, that's more. that's interactive performance art. Oh, okay. I'm with you now. Because uh, you you do not see P. Lander Z in concert. You experience P. Lander Z. It's like going on a roller coaster. You don't just go there and watch it. You you jump on, get strapped in. A roller coaster where someone it's, may jump up on your shoulders. It's, it's very much like being humped in the back, dry humped in the back of the head by a small Japanese man in red spandex. It's it's very much like that, and and when I say like, um, it's really not so much a, a a a simile as as it is what exactly happened to me. Yes. So um, so be forewarned. The, these are facts. These are facts. I are, you, are you listening, Mike? That's not Dylan's shtick. That's mine. These I don't even facts. I don't even say it all that much. I don't even think I have a shtick on game marks or or here really even. I'm going to mention it on here. Um, I probably won't get to doing the video until after we get back from Hamicon, but, uh, you know, I, I made some comment. I I do this because I love, and, and I, I feel comfortable saying that. I troll the hell out of the Game Mark stream. It, like, I do not say anything 
Uh, oh, really? You too? Yeah, I do not say anything seriously during that stream. It's Thank the God. only time I ever troll on the internet, and I don't know why. I think it's mostly because I try and get a rise out of Sicily. Well, the thing is, like... It, Thank you! I'm doing the same thing! Usually, like... Usually Mike and I aren't watching the chat. Like, it's usually just one person watching the chat, so it's yes. not... Um, it's not a whole yes. lot of, like... it. it it's really not that distracting. It's not as distracting as you think it is, but um, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting because you will get um, interesting comments, especially like from developers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, those developers probably all think I, I am a drilling idiot, and they are justified in thinking that because of the way that that I behave during the game marks chats. Oh yeah, I was I, the, the one time I was on there. I was so certain that the two or three other people that were that were regularly chatting, I kept expecting one of them to say, "Hey, uh, can a moderator kick this guy off?" Right. Because um, I, kept, I kept screaming for Skeletor to take his shirt off. I don't know. There, there's some people who are straight laced on there, and then there's some some people who who regularly watch that are just, you know, completely off the wall. Um, so you, you're you're probably in good company. Uh, the people who think that you are crazy also think other people are crazy, so you know they can't really say anything, or they will be overruled. Anyway, the the point that that I'm trying to make in bringing this up is that I said something about rare sucking because they do. I, I mean these these are facts. Yeah. Right by the ghoulies, and uh, I don't know what where the fuck they've done over the last five years, which which is amounted to dick. Um. Anyway. Uh, Mike believes that Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts is a really good game, so he has he has loaned it to me so that I may try it out and see if uh, if that sways my opinion on Rare at all. Um, I I am saying this now. I am going to go into it with an open mind, but at the same time, I, I am human. I do have you know preconceived notions from time to time, and honestly, I. My my first guess is that this game will provide me with the joy of uh, racing against a time. It'll be the joy of t- and excitement of time trials, along with the fun and excitement of uh, fetch quests and item gathering. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll agree I, I with that. I think... I might be wrong, and I'm willing to give it a try. But but I'm I'm saying this up front, for posterity's sake. That is my expectation for this game going in. Now that that doesn't mean that if I end up liking, it, I'll be like, oh, this game sucks, you know, and secretly enjoy it. No, I'll say, you know what, I was wrong, and it, it's a good game. But that, those are my expectations going into it. I think Mike's big thing because I remember him talking about it with a couple. Mike of the has guys. a big thing. Is that what you said? Yes. No, like Sicily married him. His his big thing with the uh, game was. I wonder why she would marry a white guy. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! <laughs> They're not listening. They're I know, but it right doesn't now. mean it's not racist. Yeah, it's racist for her. Actually, it's kind of sexist and racist for her. Shame on Sicily. Shame on her fine blackness. Wait, why is it sexist? I don't know. Yeah, he, he's trying to dissuade blame from himself. Okay, anyway. Or, or deflect. His thing with the game yeah. was that you could build ships. Which, again, I, I've i never played it, 
it might be good, it might be bad. Um, in, unless I can get these things to, unless I can build them in such a way that they do very unique things, just building a go kart does not mean shit for me. Uh, Kingdom Hearts had that gummy ship. I was thing about to say that, and I did not spend dick doing anything to my gummy ship. Besides, did they pull the gummy ship thing out of later games? They did. They okay, there is a reason for that. Yeah, but you know, I am not a a big builder. This is why I don't play Minecraft or Fortress Craft or any of that other stuff. And and I I openly bagged on Fortress Craft the the time that you guys were talking about on Game March because I said, "Great, you can build stuff. Now what?" Actually, in in all seriousness, Fortress Craft didn't doesn't have the resource gathering. And so yeah, it is kind of like that. Yeah, but but anyway, um if if that is Mike's main appeal, he has sorely misjudged the type of gamer I am because I'm not a gatherer nor am I a builder. I am a doer. I I, I fall in between the two. I mean, I because I've enjoyed back in the day. I really enjoyed stuff like SimCity and Populist and Sim Earth, even Sim Ant. I liked Sim Ant for God's sake. Um, but I, I think actually, I think as I get older, maybe my I think my attention span is actually getting worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because right. I used to, I used to play the hell out of JRPGs and all these sim games, and really, if you sat me in front of one, one of them right now, I would have a much much tougher time with it. Well, you have other things you have to do, or like other pay bills. Damn it! No, I, honestly, no. I think it's my. I, I really think it's my attention span has actually gotten worse as I've gotten older. Well, I yeah. Like I said, I, I think that's happening with me. I think it's just because I have other things that I want to spend time on. It's like, yeah. when I have I a medical it, like, what? No, I think I love you. There, there's one other thing I want to get into um, because it is coming up. Um, okay. E3 predictions. It's it's that time again. We need we need to well well in advance of E3 make our predictions for what's going to happen this year. Uh, Why don't they do fantasy leagues for uh, E3? That would be so badass. I, I would I would name my team uh, Crying Legend of Zelda fanboy uh, at the reveal of um, Twilight Princess. Nice. People cried at Twilight Princess. Oh yeah, because they hated. Uh, oh shit! Was was the uh, Wind Waker? Oh okay. I was gonna say you're not thinking. You're thinking Wind Waker. Yeah. Which which I really enjoyed the style of Wind Waker. I did not enjoy the 13 hours that got tacked on of sailing from one end of the damn game to the other. But you know I enjoyed the visual style. I thought it was very clever. I think the game still looks good today. It's mm. not filler. It's expansive world. Yeah, I'm also not an explorer. So yeah. if you're if if you're to build a game, if you create a game that is built around exploring, gathering, and building, I am going to be completely pissed off at your game. Send the other way. Like, let me explore and don't lock me... Don't be like WoW and lock me into having to be a certain level to explore. Do not punish me for going somewhere new. I, I don't want to explore. I just want for there to be something to do right there in front of me. I don't want to have to walk ten minutes to the next thing. I like a combination. Myself. I'll agree with that. I don't like, want to walk too much. Like, if you took Grand Theft Auto, and instead of making me drive to one mission to the next, gave me the option to just teleport there, and if I wanted to just stick around and walk around, I could, I'd like it a lot more. 
Because then oh, okay, I could yeah. through the story and do all the objectives. And then once I was done with that, or if I got burned out or, or one was kicking my ass, I could go around and, and, and just play around and blow off steam. Yeah, um, okay. I, I, no, I'll get you there. That's, that's Crackdown, Crackdown did that, where you could teleport from like one area to the other if you had been to uh, a supply refill. And there were a lot of those around. So it made it really easy to get around. Plus, you could yeah. have like eight thousand feet in the air. But I liked Crackdown a lot. So, well, the one thing now, the one thing I did like uh, with Visa V, um, and and I, my experience mostly is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, was at least if you got if you had to go driving to a mission, if you failed the mission, like died and had to restart, it did give you the option of skipping the drive. That that's cool, but it's that initial drive there that I hate. Like I I just don't like. Having to go somewhere else to go to the next action segment, and unless there's, unless you have very good platforming mechanics, and you're yeah. forcing me to use those, like Ninja Gaiden does that, where you've got a little exploration bit, but usually it's just you know you're having to wall wall run around stuff and do acrobatics, and and it's a cha- it's a separate challenge unto itself. Mm-hmm. Whereas Grand Theft Auto is okay, I have to drive, and, and you know, I, again, this this is just me. I grew up in the eighties where everything was just you know, it's one thing after the next after the next, and that's that's how I how I enjoy games generally, and why I liked uh, why I like more um, linear RPGs like Final Fantasy thirteen. Although I hated the story, I liked I liked everything about the game except for the the story it told, which is regrettable <laughs> for an RPG. Um, yeah. Or uh, Persona, where you know, it's it's just very. I it was very confined in reality, but I never felt confined by it because I knew where to go, and there was other stuff to do in terms of gameplay that the lack of exploration never bothered me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. Uh, I, I anyway, yeah. Go ahead, Dylan. I played those games like that too but somehow i just got sucked into exploration i don't know anyway e- e3 predictions oh yeah e3 i you know i haven't been keeping up with video games so i don't know i'm guessing there wait is this one um is this one open to a larger public or is this going to be the smaller industry affair i think it's mostly a li- I think they are letting some people from the public in, but I think it's still a little bit smaller. Yeah, so there will be some public. Okay, I here is my prediction, and I would I would put a hundred thousand of my own dollars on it if I had a hundred thousand of my own dollars. Um, there will be. You could put some, ten thousand. Okay, I'll put ten thousand on this of your own dollars. Of my own dollars against ten thousand of Dylan's dollars. No. He just, no, you just agreed. No, I did not. Oh, no, yes, you did. This is not happening. You just agreed on to an amount. You said ten thousand dollars. Yes. It's, it's, no, no, no. I suggested an amount for you to oh, bet. You suggested I, we should bet. Okay. I um, do not want to bet. Too bad. It's a verbal agreement for God's sake. We've got it on tape. We do. So the bet is ten thousand of my dollars versus ten thousand of Dylan's dollars. That there will be moderate to large-breasted women in bikinis or in some kind of very revealing clothing. Done. Done. It's a lock. Yes, it is. A lock. I also think there, that will happen. No, you can't. You're in the bed. So for those, no, of you I'm not in. Anyway, um, for those of you out there, you know, running the Vegas odds um, at the. If you're going out to the casinos, 
to bet on E3, that is my lock of the week. Take take it and and make a fortune. Buy a home. Carl Stone Cold lock pick of the week uh, of the century of the week. Exactly. It it just it is what it is. It's going to happen, and the economy needs you to build a new home. So put your money down. Buy your new home. Okay. Buy your uh, bikini-clad women game so that uh, developers may eat. God bless. God. No, no, it's not not a game. They will actually be there in person. They may be promoting such a game, but they will be there in person, and you will be able to get your picture with them probably. Oh, well, that's that's whatever. It's bullcrap, man. Dylan, what have you got? Um, well, we know that Nintendo is going to make an announcement about its. Um, yeah, that is confirmed. They have they have outwardly announced that they will they will be. Uh, unveiling their new console at E3. I have this sneaking suspicion that surprise that Microsoft and Sony are not going to like. I don't think that's going to phase them one bit. I don't think that's going to change. Nope. You know, Microsoft's going to keep going down the Kinect route. Sony's going to keep going down the um not credit card number route. I don't know. Like, they don't seem to be pushing the move as hard as as Microsoft is pushing the Connect. But Connect, how are they pushing the Connect? Like, Mike, Mike was talking about this on on Game Marks. You know, there's not shit for games out there, and to my knowledge, I've not seen. They're, they're not, but like, it's it's a hey, big guess. Game. Guess what, Microsoft? When you do exactly what Nintendo did, you will have the exact same results as Nintendo. It's no third-party games. Th- their big deal, though, is the Enjoy. fact that you can use it on the dashboard. You can, you know, there are all these things. My, my point is, I, I don't know that they're it, it's necessarily going to be Connect focused. I'm just using that as an example. Sony and Microsoft are going to do what they're going to do, and you know, I don't think they're going to do anything. Um, no, I mean, there's, there's nothing. I mean, what? I mean, you know, there's, there's not going to be a surprise announcement of some no. product they're pushing out as damage control. Exactly, and I'm, I'm really surprised, really, that that the two of them even tried to get into the whole motion control thing because unless, unless they really feel that's where gaming is going, um, I mean, Nintendo was off doing its own thing, yes, making money, but they weren't really. St- in my opinion, they weren't really stealing money from from Microsoft or Sony because they're they're tapping, to my mind, a, a mostly different market. So, I mean, even if they announce a new system, I mean, there's there's only one of two things that can happen. Well, three things that can happen with the new system. Either it can be a system that is much more like the 360 and the PS3, in which case, okay, yawn. You know, those that market already has bought their system. So there's no reason for them to do anything. They're going to do just another version of the Wii that is the exact same thing, but maybe more powerful. And then again, okay, what's you know that's that's tapping into the same market they already have. So no reason to do anything. the The only other third the the third option is that they come up with something so totally mind blowing that your ear that your brain starts leaking out your ears in which case okay now sony and microsoft are screwed but what is the likelihood honestly that nintendo is going to unveil something so earth shattering well, like, i've heard I mean, rumors the, of of they're, ta- they're talking about doing motion control and they're talking about doing like a small screen on the controller again so they're going to turn the controller into a ds or an ipad yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm still not seeing 
I don't know. I'm still not saying it. the the most interesting thing you could do if you were doing that. I'm just gonna throw this out here. The most interesting thing that I can think of that you could do if you were gonna make a controller that is essentially an iPad is make your controller portable. Like you've got your games on the controller and in the system, and you can just take the controller wherever with you to your friend's house wherever. And and that you don't even have to buy you know a million different controllers. This is your controller. It is a portable gaming system. It works on the system, and then it works with the with the console system. Now, if you do that, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Will, will it? Will it? It will. It, it's not gonna. It's not earth shattering. It's not mind blowing. I don't think particularly. But I think that's probably the most. In, if if you were to give me that idea, that's the most interesting thing that I can come up with. I think the only way Nintendo could beat uh, Microsoft and Sony. Is the, the the thing about Microsoft and Sony is a lot of their their functionality is the same. Like, oh yeah, you know, like you can port a game between the two consoles, and, and there may be a difference in processing power, but it's not like, well, we have three other buttons over here that we need for this game that we don't have on this console. You know, as as long as like Nintendo has to do what Microsoft and Sony are doing and do it better to win. Otherwise... And that's... I think that's a losing game. Otherwise, Yeah. Otherwise, they're in a niche market and it's a very uh, lucrative niche market. It's just yeah, and, a niche and market. Why, I mean, at this point, don't announce a new console unless you really think... I mean, obviously, they put the research and development money into it. Yeah. They're announcing it at E3. They feel it's something worth paying attention to. Will yep. it be? I, I don't. I mean, so I, I mean, I can't. I, I mean, I hope it's not just a more powerful way. That I mean, I. You know, I I I really don't see there being a, a great market for that. Especially since Microsoft and Sony went into this console cycle, um, or at least have have either went into the console cycle or have, have made decisions during the console cycle. They seem to be kind of expanding horizontally, like adding more capability to their system that extends the length of the cycle as opposed to, you know, yeah, what Nintendo's doing. But of course, anyway. Nintendo, that gives Nintendo a great deal of versatility. I mean, it they does, can, but it also they, means you have to keep buying more. Like, they did awesome with the Wii. I, I said it was a niche market, and that's actually kind of inaccurate because yeah, it's a hell of a <laughs> yeah. Like they're doing better than than Microsoft and Sony um, money wise. Yeah, but I don't I, like. I think that worked because they were the cheap console. Yeah. Now that you're doing like, now that you're doing a second console, and, and the, the lifespan of that. To... Go ahead. The lifespan of that first console is ending. Suddenly, it's no longer the uh, you know such a good deal. Yeah, I mean, it really only I, I don't know. At, at one point, it almost makes sense too. Maybe that maybe they should try to tap into the market that that Sony and Microsoft seem to have sewn up. I mean, I, I just I, I really think it's shooting themselves in the foot if they come out with basically what is a Wii Two. Yeah, I mean, the one thing a- the one thing that they need to do, and if they could do this, I think they would be back in the running. Um, is if if they can have online support on the level of PSN or Xbox Live, you know they actually yeah. have a shot. If they, they have online support like the Wii, they're screwed. Yeah. They will go the way yeah. they oh. could go the way of the Dreamcast. They, they seem unwilling to to move away from from their friend code bullcrap because they did it with the 3DS. I don't think they're going to change it. It's it's going to 
it's going to be crappy as ever. Um, so, Dylan, did you have an actual prediction or? I guess I don't back. know. My my prediction that that's not really a prediction, I guess. But my my prediction was more what Sony and my the Sony and Microsoft will not do in response. Uh, no, I don't have a prediction. I haven't been following anything. Well, well it, you know, I, I wasn't asking for a rumor. I was a, I was asking for a uh, unfounded uh, prediction. I got nothing. Okay. Oh, unfounded predictions. Yeah. Um, <sighs> no, the only the only prediction I have at this point I think is the reasonable one, which is uh, Nintendo will totally not wow anybody, um, and that PS that Sony and Microsoft will be completely uninteresting. The only thing to go there for will either be third party, um, com- third party producers or the boobs. That's if you're going for those reasons, then then you you will. You will be in 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 a good place. If you're going for the boobs, that's just that's sad. That that's a lot of money and a lot of travel for. It's more of an icing on the cake thing. Here here are my predictions. Um, Go for it. One, uh, Dead or Alive Five will come out uh, in 2012 on uh, PS3 and 360 because it has to. Uh, fighting games have have been back in vogue for about three years now, and uh, we have not seen a new Dead or Alive game in that time. So that's 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 going to happen. And if it's single platform, it, you can't tap into it. Yeah, they've they've gone cross platform with the Ninja Gaiden stuff, and they've already announced Ninja Gaiden three, um, and it's going to be dual platform. I think that's what they're going to do with this one. Um, the next thing I, I'm going to say is, and this is another one of those because they have to, uh, Sony will announce an exclusive title similar to what they, uh, similar to how they made that big announcement last year that Portal 2 is going to have Steam functionality. They're going to make a similar huge exclusivity uh, announcement this year because they have to. Yeah. Um, because the the PSN thing has, has, uh, Shot their credibility with people who are looking to to uh, looking for for a reason to to say something bad about them to begin with, so they have to do something. Yeah. Um. And uh, I, I'm going to knock on wood and say that Persona Five gets announced. Nice. Um. Because Catherine, Catherine is coming over here, and uh, you know that that team needs to get on making a Honest to God, Persona game now because I, I demand it. I see that, especially like Catherine sounds kind of like a, I guess more. I almost want to say more of a niche title. It but definitely not, is because it's a it's a puzzle game. Okay, I wasn't. I, I figured it was a, a similar genre to some of the other games nope. that they've produced, but also just because of the content. Yeah, it is definitely an, it, it's a puzzle game about sex. Awesome. A, yep. a, a, like a grown-up mature discussion about sex, not tee boobs. I like tee boobs. I do too, but I'm just saying that's not what this is apparently. Um so yeah, that, that that's it, that's the list. I'll 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 add one more cuz just for the hell of it, I'll add an unfounded prediction that I know will not happen. Okay. And it's something we pretty much already said. That that Nintendo's new system, that will uh, they will oh here's it here it is Nintendo will announce that they have partnered with Apple, 
and they have created a controller. They have created an app for your iPad that basically makes it a system controller and a portable um, gaming system. And the, the iPad will become the new DS, basically. And it will have uh, amazing networking capabilities. There will be no more physical games. All of them will be downloadable. And you take your games with you on your iPad. And when you connect it to a console wirelessly, besides having motion control, some motion control functionality, uh, it will also have your library of games right there. So you can go to any console and play your games. Okay. Wow. Here, if, uh, if Steve Jobs walks down the stage with Shigeru Miyamoto, I am committing ritual suicide. Yeah, that, that's going to hurt. That's gonna <laughs> the suicide or the or the the first one than the other the cooperation. <laughs> it, it, I hate to say that I am an a an anti Apple fanboy. Like I don't know what the opposite of a fanboy is, but that's what I am. A normal guy. No, because I'm, I'm like the other extreme. Uh, like I freaking don't like Apple. Hipster, why? maybe. I don't like course, Apple because everyone else likes Apple. Then, yeah, you're a hipster. I, I don't like Apple because it's, you know, if you are to take a comparable piece of technological equipment, uh, the Apple product would easily be $500 more. Well, at least 100 Yeah, you are paying for the little for the little bitten Apple logo. You really are. It's, it's the designer thing. And I don't think anyone – there. okay, there are probably some Apple fanboys that would disagree with you, but I think any reasonable person honestly – would say, well, yeah, yeah. There's, there is, there is. Even Apple fanboys should admit there is a markup, not because of the quality of the product, but because of who designed it. It is just like paying more for designer jeans, for I mean, paying more for any anything like that, anything with a name, anything. It just is. I mean, that's not. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing necessarily. I think it's silly. If you've got the money and you want the designer thing, fine, do it. I will not criticize you. For me. That is not my bag, I, 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 because I'm, I'm a penny pincher. I, I just am. Yeah. So I don't, I won't, I won't criticize anybody that that wants to purchase those products. But I hope, I hope they can reasonably say, yeah, I understand that I'm paying more for it because it is Apple. <sighs> yeah, that's anyway. depressing. Uh, well, I, man, whatever. I mean, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I uh, do want to remind everyone to uh, check out our Twitter, our Facebook, uh, our RSS feed, but most importantly, uh, still donate to Japan uh, just because we're not doing anything uh, with Voices for Japan. Right this very second doesn't mean that you know you should completely forget that, oh yeah, there's still problems over there and they still need money. Yeah, yes. definitely. Um, Every little bit does help. And hell, I mean, if you donate to like the Red Cross or something, you know, and and the and the situation gets to the point where they don't, Japan doesn't need the money anymore. Your money's going to go to something good, right? It's it's not like there's you know a uh, shortage of of crises. Yeah, know. and and do your research too. I mean, because some people you know don't want to give to 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 charities because there are charities that. Way too much of their money goes to to their upkeep and to paying people, you know, overhead staff. Yeah, or they're just completely um, soulless asshole fucktards. Anyway, there's actually but, a service called Charity Navigator that. Yes. Uh, Thank you for remembering the name. That's file some name. of these, and and the thing I like about it, and and this is going to sound horrible too, is that um, they'll basically like when you if you donate through them. They will send you through. Uh, I think it's like Network for Good or something. It's some other service. Like you can 
donate via a third party service so you won't end up on their mailing lists, which. Well, there's no point. I mean, I don't like being on the mailing lists anymore. I mean, seriously, if if the issue, it, I mean, there there are charities that I give to every every so often, regardless of what they're doing. Yeah, um, it's just something I do because I I like the the causes they support. Or if they're, I will give to to certain. I'll give one time to certain things if there's a big enough disaster or big enough problem, and they're covering it. Um, I don't need to be on the mailing list. I, I mean, I think that's. For me, that's kind of a waste of resources for them. Yeah, especially if they're actually on, mailing something physical. For the love of God, save the postage and the paper. Um, if you if you have to get in touch with me, email me. But even then, don't. Yeah, and, and the thing is, usually, like it's very marketing heavy, and it's like, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> want. I don't want that. I want to give because yeah. this is a good cause, not because. It's like I'm on the um, bad or important, and I, I signed up for the for the bone marrow registry back when I was in college, and I still get stuff from them, and I, I don't need to. You don't need to tell me what you're doing. I'm already on the registry. I've already yep. drank the Kool Aid. Um, you don't have to keep selling me something. That's 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 overhead that that you don't need, and I, that I don't you know. don't want. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I mean, I don't need to know what's going on. Send me something. I mean, like they sent me something to update my address. That's cool. They want to make sure that they can still find me. That's fine. Um, but anything else, I'm like, eh, save your save your money. Yeah. There are other places you could be using it. I hate to say. I mean, I hate to say that about the mailing list. There's some charities that get it right. There's some charities that that do good work. But I I still think at the marketing. I want to say uh, all wrong, but. All wrong for me. Everything's I mean, all wrong for you. Yes. I mean, you are, you, let's be honest, and I, I mean this in the best possible way. You are no one's target demographic. That is true. I think I said one time, like, uh, you know, like, if you listen to me, you will be like, you'll hit that possibly autistic sort of like, you know, or not or Asperger's sort of like, you know, tiny segment of the population that no one actually targets which yeah i guess there's money there but it's not not the steadiest source of income probably no all right well are all hearts and minds clear i think um let's see was there anything else or we we figured it all out i think Uh, so yeah i think you're right uh, well, well, in that case, be, uh, peace be with you and peace be with podcast at chainselfafade.com. <laughs>